afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me on this snowy day. Oh, we've got a great show in store for you. I'm having a little trouble getting my Facebook Live started here. Let's just start that again and and get that going um welcome 2018 a snowy snowy start to the new year um unfortunately uh, i would love to have my guest in studio but because of the weather he's going to be on the phone and and he's a returning guest so you guys uh, my regular listeners you you will probably recognize him um and i also decided to give my my dear engineer rob the day off um since it was so bad so i'm going to be engineering and running my show at the same time. I haven't done this for quite a while. I used to do this when I first started the when I first took over the network. So it's a bit of a challenge. I got a brand new phone. Um, my phone kind of crappy died out on me towards the end of the year. So it was kind of the Christmas present to myself. Got a new uh, phone. So hopefully the video should be pretty nice today. Um, but I, I really I, I have a bunch of thank yous. I got a bunch of business I got to start off the show with today. First, I have to tell you guys, I love the hosts that I have here on Talking Alternative um, because they all really stepped up and came forward and helped out with the marathon that we did on December 21st last year. Um, so many people like, came in. We, we ran all day. 12 hours. We had some interruption during the day. Spectrum, unfortunately, had a, a um, internet outage during the day. So we were not able to, to fully broadcast, but we did for uh, a lot of them. And, uh, and so we're going to perhaps redo the uh, marathon come February. Um, maybe we'll try and find a nice snowy day to do that again. Um, and I want to give a really big shout out because our, 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 um, GoFundMe campaign, uh, that we started, uh, we've gotten tremendous contributions. We've got a ton of people and it's still open. I actually didn't close it yet. And, and one of our hosts, Noreen, just sent out an email. And during Elizabeth Tripp's show, Nourish the Soul, that came on right before my show, we had another person donate and i have a huge shout out to carson alexander he actually is the single largest um uh contributor so far i mean we've got tons of contributors but he contributed the most amount of money from one person so thank you carson alexander we're going to be shouting you out all month long i really appreciate that and uh Maybe we'll, we'll get you to call in sometime on one of the shows. But so look, we got Carson Alexander. We had Joseph Bondi who does his show for in the No 420 on Fridays. Greg Walsh, a dear friend of mine. Thank you, Greg, for contributing. Al Pelzer, uh, Joan Pelzer's dad and mom, they contributed. Mike Dolce, another host. Elizabeth Tripp, of course, came just before me. She contributed. Rob Kay contributed. Jill Morgan Meek, a regular uh, viewer and listener to the shows. Uh, Dell and Kai Henderson and a big shout out to Dell and Kai. They got engaged New Year's Eve. We were doing a, a ceremony out in New Jersey. They were there and right after midnight he proposed to her. It was a it was a great uh, thing to see. They were wonderful. William Paris, a former host who did the show Travel and Wellness Today and actually you can still catch uh, some of his old episodes up on the, the website. So um, William Paris, thank you for your contribution. Brianna Castillo, uh, one of Joan's interns, Antonia Thompson, again a, a host uh, in the of in the know of uh, so now you know on Tuesday evenings. Joan Pelzer, of course, a woman who does the social media for the station and and co-host of uh, Follow Me Fridays with Joan and Priya. Callie Alpert, um, also a former host, and and Adam Weinberg, host of. Um, is it plugged in as well as webmaster for talkradio.nyc. Oh, I'm, I'm so grateful for all of you for um, contributing to the GoFundMe campaign and for um, being part of the station. I tell you, um, there may be other larger stations out there 
There may be, uh, you know, other stations who do things differently. Maybe they get bigger names, but I have absolutely the best team around me of the people involved with the station. Um, you know, a big shout out to Elizabeth who just joined the show. She's only been with us less than a month. She's already getting callers who she doesn't even know. I don't think I've ever had a host start so quickly and get callers that they didn't know. Well, except for maybe Larry Sharp, which a big welcome back to the station for Larry Sharp with his show, The Governor's House. He's running for governor in New York State on the Libertarian ticket. If you have not caught his show, you have to listen to his show and you will know why you need to vote for this person for governor of New York State. He is an amazing, amazing person. Um, uh, oh, and uh, Michael Dolce just commented, way to brave the snow. Well, you know, it's kind of one of those problems when you only live like, you know, 25 blocks from from the studio is it's it's three stops on the subway train down and it got blocked from the station. So it's not too difficult for me to get in here. Um, but other people, uh, it, maybe not so much. So, yeah, we're going to brave it. So anyway, big shout out. OK, got to get to my quotes of the day. I know my loyal fans are waiting for the quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what we got in store for us today. First, from the universe. Never compromise a dream. Always compromise how it will come true. Knocking on every door, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. This guy rocks. Um, yeah, and, and again, uh, I think a quote uh, we can all resonate with we're not to compromise on our dreams. We're never to compromise on our dreams. If we have a dream, there's a reason why we have a dream. And the universe gave it to us for a reason. It may seem like a wild, incomprehensible dream. Like, how could this ever come true? Look, if we got it, we got it for a reason. Hold that vision. Don't worry about the how. That's why the universe is saying compromise on the how. How is not our job. We need to know the what and the why. The universe will figure out the how. All right? It's not up to us to figure it out. We just need to learn to allow it to come into our lives. It can come in different ways. It can come in in different forms. It does not matter how only the what and the why. If we're strong enough with our what and our why, we're clear enough, it will come about. Maybe not the way you expect. Maybe not in the timing you expect. You know, oftentimes we think we're like great managers of the universe and everything should happen in, under our timing. That's not the way it works. The universe has its own timing and oftentimes it is perfect, even if it's not the timing that we want. You know, there's so many times that I wanted things to happen sooner than they actually happened. And then afterwards, and maybe not immediately afterwards, but, you know, a little while afterwards when things actually did manifest and come about, I realized, you know what, it's better that it took longer for this to happen than if it happened when I wanted it to happen for whatever reason. So... Uh, the universe knocking on every door, waiting for us to have those dreams, launch those rockets of desire, the way Abraham would talk about it. Okay, let's see what the quote we got from Abraham today. You are right when you think money isn't everything. You certainly do not need money to have joy in your experience. But in your society, where so much of what you live is tied to money in some way, most of you associate money with freedom. And since freedom is a basic tenant of your being, then coming into alignment with money will help you establish a balanced footing that will be of value to you in all other aspects of your experience. Abraham. A really, really great quote. And one that I think people really need to understand because sometimes when it comes to law of attraction, we think it's all about the money and the house and the car and the boyfriend or girlfriend or traveling the world or whatever. You know, it's not about the money. I say this over and over and over again in all of my, you know, law of attraction, meetup group sessions, seminars, talks. It's not about the money. 
Now, what Abraham is saying here that it, it tends to be about the money because in our society, in how we are grown up and everything is in context. And this is the thing a lot of people don't realize, especially when it comes to people who are psychic or mediums and they channel all this great information. It's always in context to the society. And in this society that we're in right now, right here today, money is very much equivalent to freedom. And freedom is really what we're all after. Freedom is what lifts our spirits. Freedom is what makes our hearts sing. Freedom is what we really want. But come on, you've heard of the golden rule, right? Those with the gold make the rules. So we equate money with freedom, but it's not necessarily so. There are people out there who have started this whole minimalist movement where actually when you don't have a lot of possessions, when you're not tied to a house or a car, you actually have more freedom. So freedom is, is related to money either when we have a lot of money we're free or when we have very little money we're free. But when we're kind of in that in-between where we have some money but not quite as much as we would like, we're not really free. Because we think money, more money will give us freedom, and we don't see that freedom is actually separate from money, but we're so tied into society's view of what we need to be free that we think money will bring us the freedom. And that's why, you know, money becomes so important. We can have plenty of joy without money. We can have plenty of amazing, wonderful experiences without money. And we can bring ourselves tremendous freedom when we do line up with money and we do uh, allow ourselves to be free. But you know what? Someone once said to me a long time ago, a very wise person said, if you talk to someone who's very wealthy and you talk to someone who's very poor, they both will tell you that money is not the answer to everything. The person who's very wealthy will tell you money is not the answer to everything because they have plenty of money and they know that still like health and friendships and relationships and other things are, are most important. And if you talk to someone who's very poor, they'll tell you, hey, look, you can be happy without money. And even though I don't have much money, I'm happy because I have great relationships, I have family around me, I have everything else. So when you get on the two opposite ends of the spectrum, they kind of know. So money is not the answer for everything, but it's our association with money that does it. A quick shout out before I go to break for our Facebook live viewers. Rob, my trusty engineer, is uh, um, watching. Um, Sirve, a beautiful woman from Estonia. Maria from California, thank you for tuning in. Michael Dulce, a fellow host. Del Henderson, um, probably Kai is with him. Uh, Chuck Simon, thank you, Chuck. Um, and, and thank you to everybody who's tuning in and watching on the Facebook live stream or listening on the show. Now, um, my guest is on the line. He's holding, but we have to go to a break first. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take a break first, and then I'm going to come back and introduce him, and we'll get started with today's show. So I hope you're staying in safe and warm uh, during this snowstorm, but listening and staying tuned, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who 
do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very pleased you're all here with me today, and I'm very pleased that on the line with me today, I have returning guest, Dr. John Muchaccia, who spent 32 years in the public school system. He spent uh, three years in the Hoboken Public Schools and 27 years in Palisades Park Schools, teaching English as well as being vice principal. And while at Palisades Park High School, Dr. Muchaccia founded and sponsored the Famous People Program, which was designed to present positive role models to his students. It was a very innovative program. It lasted 21 years. He hosted over 180 guests from all walks of life, and it was even written up in the New York Times. Um, uh, Dr. Muchachia is author of three books. The first one, Thinking in English, A New Perspective on Teaching English as a Second Language. Spirit Lives, a book about the afterlife, which is uh, when he was on my show last time, what we talked about. And uh, today he's here because of his newest book, Ask the Janitor, an insider's look at the public uh, school education system in America. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Sam. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. How is it out there in Jersey where you are? You getting plenty of snow, too? I seem to be in the North Pole here in Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why we have you on the phone today instead of in studio. Um, it was a good decision we made. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm not going to go too much into your background because you have been on the show before. My regular listeners can always look up. uh, I believe that original interview is probably on my SoundCloud account. So if anyone missed um, the first interview I did with John, you can go to SoundCloud.com, do a search for the Conscious Consultant Hour and do a search uh, for John Muchachia and you should be able to find it. Um, So, John, uh, you, you wrote a book about, you know, English as a second language. Then you wrote a book about the afterlife, kind of a different uh, subject. And now you're writing a book about the public school system. What was the inspiration for this newest book, Ask the Janitor? Back in the 1990s, Sam, I wrote notes. I was making observations of what was going on in the public schools in America, in addition to the public school in which I was a vice principal. And I did some research, and I found that we were no longer number one in the world in science and math. Hmm. We were fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth yeah. in these categories. So I said to myself, what in the world has caused this drop in quality in the public schools in America? We were number one in violence in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Sadly, Sam, that trend has continued right up until today. That is so much violence in the public schools, sadly. Right. A school is supposed to be a home away from home for children and teachers. Yeah. It's no longer that in many quarters in this country. Absolutely. So that's what piqued my interest to write about the public schools. Awesome. Awesome. And there's a lot of uh, people. Oh, before I go on, I just got, got to give a quick shout out to some more uh, Facebook Live viewers. Thank you, Megan, GP, my dear friend, Pat, uh, Dennis, for uh, tuning in on the Facebook Live stream. So, um, yeah, the, the public school systems, I mean, it, it, it's kind of people have said for a while that the public school system is a bit of a mess. 
And, you know, that there are people who want to defund public schools, which I think is a terrible idea, um, because education is really how we improve ourselves from generation to generation. But things do need to change, don't they? The, the, we can't keep going the same old way, uh, you know, and, and doing the same things and expecting different results, right? Exactly. In fact, you know, we could go this way forever and get the same results. That's what prompted me to write Ask the Janitor. Mm. So where does the so, title come from? Where did you come from that title, Ask the Janitor? Why the janitor? Why are we asking the janitor? The janitor knows everything that goes on in the school. He or she ah. is the least educated, but in many ways has the most common sense and knows who's who and what's what, who's, who's the good teacher, who's the not-so-good teacher. Ah. That's why I entitled it Ask the Janitor. I see, I see. And so I, I, I apologize, I haven't had a chance to, to read the book yet, I haven't gotten a copy of it yet, but um, uh, uh, do you write it, the book from the perspective of the janitor? Like from, from how is no, the book kind of no, formatted? I wrote the book from the perspective of my experiences. And back in the 90s, my boss was a gentleman named Dr. Charles Smith. He was the superintendent. Okay. And he assigned me to sit on the Bergen County Curriculum Consortium, which meant every month I would go to a different school in Bergen County. So I really got a bird's eye view of 40 or 50 different school systems in addition wow. to my own. Wow. And I was able to see, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so to speak. And I just kept these notes that I wrote in the 90s. I went on, as you just mentioned to our audience, I went on and I wrote thinking in English. I wrote, which, by the way, has a, a quite a following in Vietnam of all places. Wow. <laughs> and then I wrote Spirit Lives, which has really a nice popular following on, on Amazon. Uh -huh. And then I remembered the notes I wrote in the 90s, so I took a vacation to Sedona, Arizona, and I brought the notes with me. Okay. And on the cool side, in Sedona, and I said to myself, these notes could be my third book, which were actually uh -huh. written as before I wrote my first two books. Oh, I so see. I started putting those notes into a book. Now, keep in mind, I had done research on statistics in the 90s. First thing I had to do was update them. And that's right. when I realized that the schools had not gotten better. In fact, they got worse in the 20 subsequent years. Oh, really? So even from when you, you first kind of was looking at this stuff to when you actually started to update all the stuff to do the book, yes. things have actually gotten worse, not better. They got worse, yes. And that really gave me motivation to do this, to make this into a, a full-scale book. So I must mention right away that the book is dedicated to the hardworking teachers. Uh, there are many of them in the public school system. Yes. But I saw... <laughs> and we've all had our favorites. I certainly had my favorite teachers. Sure. But we've seen sex, violence, and drugs in the public schools escalate sure. in the, from the late 90s right up until now. In fact, I brought Joe Clark into Palisade Park High School. Oh. At the time, he was the principal of Patterson Eastside High School, where right. everything was out of control until he stepped in. Right, right. And he met the kids and talked to the kids in my Famous People program. Wow. So in my book, I have chapters that deal with topics such as terrible tenure. Mm, yeah. in many ways, tenure is wonderful, but in some ways it's terrible. New York right. City, for example, has what they euphemistically call the rubber room, where they put <laughs> the teachers who can't be put back in the classroom for one one reason or right, another. Right. And it's several million dollars a year because they can't fire the teachers. Right. When you get tenure, it's virtually impossible to be fired. Right. So so let me ask you a question. Do you think that uh, you know from all your research and what you've done, do we need to like like drop a bomb in the school system, like totally get rid of what's being done and start something new from the ground up? Or do we just need to take the existing system and just make some changes to it and just 
get rid of like some of the things that just don't make sense anymore and, and put a few new things in that do make sense? Or, or is the system just too messed up or too, uh, let's just say, out of touch to today's society that, that it's really beyond saving? No, I think, I think there's room for saving. And I think your second idea is much easier than the first. I uh, talk about recertification okay. for tenure. And in addition to examining the problem, I also came up with some solutions. Ah, okay. For example, I usually don't watch the Today Show on NBC, but one day, for some reason, I watched the show. And Janelle Jones, who's one of the correspondents, talked about this fantastic principal who's out in Far Rockaway, Queens, in middle school number 53. So that very day, I called up the school, spoke to the secretary in MS-53, and asked permission to go out and interview the principal, Sean Rucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go out there, and I see a young man, he was maybe mid-30s, and he took a school that was labeled F for failure. Right. Within two years, it quickly became a B plus. So wow. my day that I spent with Sean in in uh, MS fifty three, I of course I wanted to know what did you do, Sean Rux? What did you do to change this F to a B plus in in a short amount of time? Right. And <clears throat> he showed me. He gives the kids love. He gives the kids attention. Mm. Every day, he meets every student at the doorway, and by October, he knows everybody's name, ah. and he knows who has a science project that day or a history paper to do, and he'll ask them, did you do your science project? Did you do the history paper? He gives them love. And right. this costs the New York Board of Education nothing. Right. Zero dollars. Right. But you have a caring principal. Who, right. And by the way, when I went in his office, he has a big post of Nelson Mandela in that wow. office. Okay. And the quote there is talking about the power of education. Nelson Mandela is one of my heroes also. So immediately I connected with Sean Rux. Sean Rux is doing miracles in a place that is, you never think miracles could happen, but right. humans are capable of miracles anywhere. Yeah. And the school, and this 53, is dedicated to the memory of Brian Piccolo. So ah, okay. my day with Sean showed me things can happen. Sean does uh, hip-hop videos and posts on uh, Facebook with the kids. And he came up with the slogan, Swagger. Swagger stands for uh, good, good students uh, get results and they get respect. So he's all for academics. When he, before he came, they were doing 250-plus suspensions a year. Mm-hmm. He didn't believe in suspensions, so now they have less than 50 suspensions. Wow. The kids behave. Sean Rux, to me, is the poster man for a well-administered school. Right. Within a couple of days of that, Sam, I'm watching 60 Minutes, which is one of my regular shows. Right. And Scott Kelly did a special on St. Benedict's Prep in Newark. I had a special affection for this because I was born in Newark. Ah. So that day, I called, the next day, actually, I called up the secretary to Father Edwin Leahy, and I asked permission to go out there. Right. Within a day or two of the 60-minute show, I'm in Father Leahy's office in Newark. Right. Now, St. Benedict's is an, an amazing place. It's like an oasis of civilization, surrounded by chaos and violence uh. and drugs. St. Benedict's takes kids, many of whom are homeless, takes them in, and the graduation rate is 97%. Wow. And the rate, the success rate to go to a four-year college is over 90%. Wonderful. Father Leahy is doing much the same thing that Sean Rux is doing. Okay. So, uh, John, I want you to hold it there for a minute. It's time okay. for us to take another break. I just yes. want to give, a, before we go to break, a quick shout-out to some more viewers on our Facebook live stream. Priya, Frank, Jonathan. A dear old friend of mine from elementary school, Marianne, th- nice to see you too. 
Um, and uh, when we come back, uh, you know, I, I actually have uh, I'm pretty closely related to education myself. And I'll explain what I mean by that when we come back. Um, I know we're getting a little interference on the phone line, so I ask people to just, you know, kind of um, work on through it. Now that we've raised some money on the GoFundMe campaign, we're going to get some new equipment and some new stuff in there. Hopefully we can get rid of that interference that darn other radio station is transmitting too loud so it interferes with us. But we're going to work on that. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, my guest this hour is Dr. John Muchachia, author of the book. Ask the Janitor, all about the public school system here in the United States, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? I'm your host, Antonia, of the show, So Now You Know. Join me as I attempt to satisfy your curiosity. Listen live Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. weekly at talkradio.nyc. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour all about the public education system here in the United States with Dr. John Muchachia, author of the book, Ask the Janitor. So, John, before we went to break, I mentioned how, you know, I have kind of a very personal connection to the public school system. And that is because my mom was a public school teacher for 13 years in an elementary school in the South Bronx on Shakespeare Avenue. And at the time that she was teaching there, the South Bronx was the place you did not want to be. I mean, this is when the buildings were empty. There were buildings were constantly lit on fire. I mean, it was just like a war zone. However, what I found very interesting was that for the most part, the teachers who came into the public schools, they were never touched. Like the kids in the neighborhood, even the drug addicts in the neighborhood, they knew like, hey, these people are coming in to teach our kids. You don't mess with them because they're actually doing something good for us. And, you know, my mom, bless her heart, you know, she she, she was an okay teacher. She wasn't a great teacher, I would say. But going back to your point before about how these principals showed love to the students, one of the things that I noticed my mom did, because I went in once or twice um, with her when she was teaching class, the kids all loved her. And in the South Bronx, when you have 30 kids in the classroom, that's not easy to manage. And it was a little bit of chaos there. But she was like every kid's mother. She pretty much like mothered everybody. And she really tried to, you know, she did try and teach them. She, she really showed compassion to everybody. And I remember like years later, sometimes kids who graduated and left would come back and say, oh, Mrs. Leibowitz, I don't know if you remember me. I was in your class. You know, you meant so much to me. And these were kids where, you know, 90% of them, there was no father in the household. The mothers were on welfare. Many of them addicted to drugs, and they didn't have very many positive role models. 
And this is one of the things you did with your Famous People program was really to bring in some positive role models to kids in the classroom. And I imagine you found that just having these kids exposed to some positive role models made a huge difference in their life, didn't it? Absolutely. And your mom giving love made her an immediate success story. Yes. If the kids don't get that. Right. There's a cop in Fort Lee by the George Washington Bridge who is a student of mine. When he sees me now on his motorcycle, he'll stop. He's done this a couple of times. He'll pull the motorcycle over, stop, come over and give me a hug. Because oh, I wow. gave him attention and yeah. care when he was a student. Uh, love is the element that we need to give to the kids because these kids are our surrogate kids, you might say, while they're in our classroom. Yeah. Some teachers do it very well. Obviously, your mom did a great job at that, and that's why I call her a success. Yes. And, and I also had, before I was married, I was seeing this woman for about six years, who was a uh, public high school teacher in aviation high school out in Queens. And she was the kind of teacher that, like, all the students trusted. Mm-hmm. And they yep, would, I understand. And they would come to her and they would tell her things about their home life, about what they were dealing with, that, that you know, you would normally go to a guidance counselor stuff. No, they didn't go to the guidance counselor. They went to her. And she kept their secrets and, and she you know, gave them as much compassion as she possibly could. And she was an amazing teacher as well. And um, uh, the, the, the sometimes I feel like, you know, what the teacher, what's really most important about what the teacher gives to the student, it's not what they're teaching, it's how they're showing up as a person. And I know for myself personally, when I was in high school, I went to the Bronx High School of Science. I mean, granted, a specialized high school, um, uh, but still went part of the public school system. And I was always the kid who, like, did really well with math and science and never really did that well with, you know, humanity, social studies, English, stuff like that. And I had this teacher in my senior year of high school, uh, Mr. Elenko. And Mr. Elenko was my social studies teacher. And he would come in and he would just talk to us for about 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes in the beginning of the class. And he would just talk to us, not about social studies, but just about life. And then he would usually say something funny like, yeah, why am I telling you all this stuff? Well, you guys don't care. And then he'd turn around and he'd go through all this stuff, the classroom. And then in the remaining time, he would get more stuff done than most of the teachers would get done in an entire period. But he kind of endeared himself to all the students that I actually got, like, you know, an A in his class. It was the only A I ever got in social studies and I got it because I worked hard because I didn't want to disappoint him that I I felt so, uh, you know, he felt had such a special place in my heart that I worked extra hard because I I wanted him to be proud of me. Sam, love and trust are forever qualities, forever qualities. (laughs) And, uh, you know, if a kid feels love and trust, that kid is going to do more bend over backwards, you might say, for for uh, for the teacher. So uh, I really admire any teacher who does that and respect any teacher who does that. Yeah, absolutely. Love and trust are forever quality. Yes, yes. Uh, a couple of comments we have on the Facebook live stream. The Facebook live stream, very uh, busy today. So from my dear friend Marianne, she said, did you see the Netflix, The Get Down? Wonderful story of the Bronx at that time. Yes, I love The Get Down on Netflix. It was total nostalgia for me. Um, just the, the, I mean, I grew up in the North Bronx, but I, you kind of know what was going on in the South Bronx, but just the, I love the, the music, the style at the time, and really kind of showing what the kids at the time were really had to deal with and what they were going through. Uh, my dear friend Marcella, yay, yes, I was also a math nerd. Ah, Marcella, I knew there was a reason we got along so well. And Marianne again comments, it's all about the conversation. 
Oh, it says it's yeah, it's all about the conversation, right? So it's about the conversation we have with the kids. It's about the conversation the teachers have. But it's also I think I think your point too is it's also about the conversation maybe the administration is having with the teachers and the conversation that the board of eds and and the and the governing school boards are having with the parents and the teachers and the community that the more we look at education as a community-based project that the better it is for everybody. Well, let's go back to Sean Rux for a moment. I mean, Sean Rux gives 350 kids every day love and trust. He greets them at the front door. Right. I also feel that nutrition is important. And a lot of the kids don't eat well at all. And right. That's why I have a section in my book that was written by Dr. Joe Del Judice on the importance of nutrition because the food you eat and anything you drink goes into your brain and your brain is what helps you function as a student. I have another section written by uh, or, or interviewed by Rosemary Bellow. She's a nurse who deals with sexual diseases because sexual diseases among teenagers has been growing in these 20, 25 years since I started writing this book. So we have to consider these things as well. But this idea of love and trust, again, they're forever qualities that some teachers have naturally, other teachers don't have. Right. I also think in schools, instead of baseball, basketball, football, we should be doing things like meditation, Ah, yoga, now you're talking my dancing, language. Tennis. Yeah. Tennis I, should be taught I, more in I, the gym class. I remember... Swimming. I remember I Things saw... that sort. I think they are forever lifetime activities. Absolutely. Football, basketball, and baseball are not forever activities. You know, once you're 25, you're an old person to play <laughs> those sports. But dancing and tennis and yoga and meditation... These are activities you can have well into your 80s and 90s for the rest of your life. Again, I'm after forever activities, not these temporary things to make kids believe that they could be in the NFL, which is a pipe dream. Right. You know, I I saw a a video, I think it was on Facebook or YouTube, about how in one school, and I forget where, where the school was, um, and I'm sure I probably more than one school that for detention, instead of like just having the kids, you know, sit there in the assembly room and do their homework or something or do nothing. They actually had kids either meditate or do yoga. And they found that it, it had a tremendous effect um, that like kids, you know, I mean, uh, didn't like ended up not doing bad things and didn't end up coming back into detention. Uh, a couple more shout-outs on the Facebook live stream. Donna, hi, Donna, n- dear friend of mine. And Lee Wright you says, use TM in schools. Great results throughout the country. So obviously there must be schools throughout the country that are using uh, meditation to, to yeah, help kids. I can't kids. hear your callers, whatever they're saying. Oh, no, these aren't callers. These are on the Facebook live stream. These are the comments on the video. Um. So anyway, John, it, it, we're, uh, time for us to take actually our last break of the show. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to talk about maybe like what are the top two or three suggestions that you have after doing all this research? Um, like what will make the biggest change in our school system? So not necessarily just for a teacher or for a principal, but what are the top changes we can make to the system overall that you think will have the biggest impact for our students? Okay. I have to go back to Sean Rucks again because I asked him. Okay, let's let's do that after you? let's do that after the break. Okay, John. Okay, good. All right, so everybody, hold on. Please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, 
And on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Dr. John Muchachia, author of the book, Ask the Janitor. We've been talking all about the, the school system here in the United States and, and kind of where it's messed up and what we can do to improve things. So, John, let, let's t- give our audience what are the top three ch- things we can do to the existing school system that you think will really make a big difference. I know you've talked a lot all, already. We've both talked about the importance of showing up with heart. But what else? Well, again, I go back to Sean Rutz. When he interviews a candidate to be a teacher in his school, he has to hear or feel that that candidate really likes students, really likes kids. If they do, they'll get hired. If they don't, if they're just out for a lifetime, forever job with tenure, he won't hire them. So we have to somehow find a way to call out the teachers who don't care about kids and hire teachers like you mentioned your mom and that other favorite teacher of yours who would sit and just listen to the kids because in many in many ways that's what the kids need they need somebody to listen to them it's simple as that right so my top three things would be love love and love <laughs> i love it i love it john that's great father lady and saint benedict shows it jack mook the detective from pittsburgh gives boxing lessons to kids Ah. You know, Rosemary Bello in her clinic for sexual diseases in Passaic County shows it to the, these girls and boys who have sexually transmitted diseases. Dr. Joe Del Judice, the nutrition, shows love to kids. We need love, right. love, love. Right, you know, in all different kinds of forms, right. Sure. The politicians talk about more money. You know, they'll empty another $10 million into the school system. Money doesn't do it. Love is what does it. And so, and what role do you feel like the parents have to play in all of this? Because I know a lot of teachers, one of the big criticisms I hear is that they feel that the parents really aren't involved in their kids' education and that they're not, you know, also working with the kids to make sure that the kids are showing up in, in a good way in the school. I have a chapter in my book entitled Parental Non-Involvement. How deleterious that is to the kids and to the school. Many times on back-to-school night, there are very few parents who show up in certain schools. Yeah. Parental involvement is love. That's another Ah. example of love. Right. The kids have to feel loved. Right. Right. So, and and so, what about the, the the topics that we teach in school? I often hear people criticize the schools because you know, the, like, there should be a class called Life One Hundred and One about like the basic things about life and dealing with people. Uh, do you think we we need something like that in our school system? Well, 
I do indeed. That's why I talked about meditation, yoga, social dancing, tennis, how to balance your checking account. Yeah. It to be a required course. Right. How to use credit cards. Ah, or be, or what a responsible. credit card is ought to be a required course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, there's some things that, like, just basic things about living that, that, that the school system doesn't really prepare us for. And then if the, the parents aren't teaching the kids, like, they don't get it anywhere. And then we yes. wonder why people, like, do ridiculous and crazy things as young adults when they've never been taught anything different. Exactly. I would entitle the course Life Lessons. Ah. And put those things we just talked about in that course. Make them required. If you want to graduate, you have to take and pass this course. Life right. Lessons. Right, absolutely, absolutely. If you're not getting it at home in many cases. Right, right. So, which is sad. Yeah. So, so John... learning values outside of the home, whereas you're supposed to learn values from your mom and dad in the home. Right. Doesn't happen. Right. Um, so do you see, like, the, I mean, obviously you've done a lot of research. I mean, you, you, you're primarily located here in the Northeast, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut kind of area. But do you feel that the, the kind of the, the issues and the challenges in the school system are sort of the same throughout the country? I do. And there are some very good school systems in the Northeast, public school yes, systems. Absolutely. And there are some very poor ones. So I'm simply saying... Let's look at the good ones as a model. Right. Do our best to emulate them in the uh, not-so-good school system. Look what Joe Clark did. I mean, Joe Clark took an unattendable school and made it very acceptable. Right. Um, so what's your, your hope with this book? I mean, now that it's come out and it's available, where, on Amazon? and Yes, and, Amazon. And yes. bookstores and stuff. So, so what's your hope? What's your intention behind this book? What, what, what do you hope people who read this get from the book? That there is a way to change things. And school systems and children represent the future. So let's change things for the better. Let's get back to where we were the leader in all these different disciplines. And let's do away with violence. Violence, anybody who's violent is a person who doesn't love themselves. Because mm. if you loved yourself, you wouldn't be violent to somebody else. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Right. Right. Yeah, so violence is a very important issue, and that's one we really have to deal with. And yeah, if 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 you're worried for your safety, how can you learn, right? If if the sure. if the kids are in yes, the classroom, I, I've been working for St. Peter's University for the last six months, supervising student teachers. Every school that I enter, they take my picture, they take a photocopy of my driver's license, and I have to wear a uh, a name badge throughout my uh, entrance into that building. Wow. Nobody trusts anybody anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a sad situation. I don't know what it's like in the, the Bronx School of Science and Math where you attended. I don't know what it's like there now, but pretty much universally, every public school and private school, you have to go through a, uh, a security. No, you have to go through like an x-ray thing where they check your bag, make oh, sure right. you don't have any weapons. Almost. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, John. So uh, we're coming close to the end of the show. Um, if people want to learn more about you, find more out about the book and maybe your other books, uh, is there a website they can go to? How can they get in touch with you? Yes, they can. My website is Dr. John Muchacha. I better spell Muchacha. Yes, please do. It's M as in mother, U C I A. C-C-I-A. One C at the beginning, two C's at the end. And they can leave me a message there, and I will respond to every message that I receive. Wonderful, wonderful. And the name of the book, again, is Ask the Janitor. Ask the Janitor. And, That's my latest. And it's available on Amazon. And Amazon it, is the easiest place you could find the book, and you'll get it in two days. 
Great. And we'll have we'll have a link to that um, in the post when we post the recording up on the website on talkradio.nyc. So um, everyone, please do it. Thank you for having me today. Uh, You're welcome, John. It's an important topic. I thought it's a good way to start off the new year talking about education. I appreciate it. Um, Happy snow day. And uh, I hope you take care uh, out there in the wilds of Jersey. Okay. be well. Thank you. Be well. Take care. And so, uh, once again, I really want to thank all the people on the Facebook live stream. Oh, we got a couple of last minute people coming in, Tom and Franklin. Um, really, I, I appreciate you guys. I, I really love you guys. And, and, you know, it really means a lot to see that you, you've tuned in. Um, and once again, I just want to give a big, big, hard open shout out. Um, we've raised now over $600 in our GoFundMe campaign to get some new equipment. Um, haven't, haven't invested it yet, but don't worry, it's earmarked. We, we will be using it to get some new equipment here in the station. So one more time, just a quick shout out to all of our GoFundMe campaign contributors. Carson Alexander, Joseph Bondi, Greg Walsh, Al Pelzer, Mike Dolce, Elizabeth Tripp, Rob Kay, Jill Morgan Meek, Dell and Kai Henderson, William Paris, Briani Castillo, Antonia Thompson, Joan Pelzer, Callie Alpert, and Adam Weinberg. Thank you all. We really appreciate it. If anybody listening would like to contribute, you can find us on uh, the GoFundMe campaign on GoFundMe.com slash Talk Radio NYC Marathon. Um, and actually, we still got the link, I think, at the top of the website. So if you just go to our website, talkradio.nyc, um, the, you'll see a little uh, kind of banner drop down from the top of the screen, and it'll say, uh, have a little button to the GoFundMe campaign. You just click on that, and it'll take you right to the page. And we will be giving you a big shout-out for any and all contributors. Um, you know, the more we get, the, the more things we can invest in. You know, new cabling, new equipment, maybe new audio interface. Face if I if we hit fifteen hundred dollars we're going to get a new phone system but you know fifteen hundred you know, we got to stretch a little bit you guys got to dig deep in your pockets and and give until it hurts as Noreen likes to say I love Noreen she's really wild um, so yeah and please if you enjoy us if if you like the programming don't keep us a secret share it with your friends share this facebook video share the website talkradio.nyc on social media on instagram twitter facebook snapchat um you can find us just about everywhere our handle is at talkradio.nyc um you you should be able to follow us um, and also, please go to our website and sign up for the newsletter so you can find out like what's coming up on the show so you know what our topics are. Like, I should know who my guest is next week, and I don't remember. But if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll find out. You'll get the email with it. So just go to talkradio.nyc, right at the top of the page. Fill in your name and your email address, and we'll sign you up. And, you know, we send out newsletters every Tuesday morning and Thursday morning uh, with the upcoming topics for the Tuesday-Wednesday shows and the Thursday-Friday shows. So uh, coming up next, uh, Oscar is still a little bit on hiatus, but we're rerunning his show Off the Beaten Path, followed by a brand new show with Kai Cole, our Daily Magic. She's got a wonderful guest talking about Tribe Finder, and you'll have to stay tuned to find out all about that, followed by another new show uh, from Adam and Is It Plugged In, interviewing a woman, Jasmine, all about an amazing resource for keeping track of your very important documents. So I hope you will stay tuned for all of that. Thank you all on the Facebook live stream. Thank you all for listening, and we will speak with you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? 
I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? I'm your host, Antonia, of the show, So Now You Know. Join me as I attempt to satisfy your curiosity. Listen live Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. weekly at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 